from Bakery Business Academy, welcome to the Kitchen Notes Podcast, a show for bakers and food entrepreneurs who want to build profitable bakery businesses that make an impact in their communities. We're your hosts, Meg and Molly Svek. Welcome back to another episode of Kitchen Notes. Hey guys, Molly and Meg here. In today's episode, we are talking all about menu planning. We get a lot of discussion in the group and questions from students about how you decide what to put on your menu. So this is something that's kind of top of mind for us right now. We just added a new lunch menu at the shop and we have been going through the process of sort of refreshing our menu overall. So we felt like it was a good time to maybe share some of our tips and ideas and things we think about when we're making a menu. Yes, totally. So we sat down and put our brains together and we're going to we're going to talk about it. I know everybody has their own way of deciding deciding what they want to put and a lot of it too is a creativity thing. Mm-hmm. And that's for sure important to lead with is the creative side. This is a creative field, but there's also some other considerations on the business side that you should think about too. And I think sometimes those get overlooked because you're just focused on the recipe and how good it is and how excited you are, how it looks. Or so-and-so asked me to do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it without considering like, is this actually going to make me any money? Right. Right. So there are some other things to think about. And if you are going through the menu planning process or wanting to look at your menu with some fresh eyes, Maybe this episode will help you a little bit. All right. So Molly, let's talk about it. When we're planning a new menu, what do we think about? The first thing, at least that I feel like I've beat into your head over the years is pricing. Yes. I feel like I will have a new idea and really be excited to make something and make it up, make the pie or whatever. And I'm like, let's put it out today. And it's like, let's oh, grab a bag, come to rain on your parade. Let's <laughs> pump the brakes. We have to price it first. And especially now when prices are through the roof, like we'll make a new pie or a new cookie or something and think it's you know, phenomenal because it is. And then we'll do the pricing and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Right, change the sizing on this, or we need to tweak it in some way. If we want to, if we want to add it to our menu, we need to change it in this way because, after all, it is a business. Sure, it's art, and we're making it delicious and beautiful. But at the same time, like we have to be aware and you know have it all very fine tuned and know how much we're spending and how much we're making. Yeah. I mean, we just literally did this right before we came over here to record the podcast. Yeah. Um, our kitchen manager Ooh. made some incredible new biscuits. It's like a buttermilk biscuit with bacon and chives, like yes. a really nice local bacon. Like it was really smoky. So tasty, so fluffy. Oh my gosh. It was, it was, it was the bomb. I have half of it waiting upstairs. I took a bite of it and I was like, okay, how much does this cost? I know. And we priced it out and it's it's, it's a $6. dollars But the bacon is, you know, it's $8 a pound or no, $18 a pound. Yeah. So we live in a world where like, if you want this biscuit with this delicious bacon, like this is 
This is how much it costs. Yeah, we'll so, see. You we'll know. see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely pay. After it. taking a bite of it, I'm going to yeah. have no problem selling that biscuit. Right. I mean, everybody needs to try this yes. biscuit. And it's a half now, half later type situation. It is an enormous biscuit I, too. Yeah. That's one of those ones where like, if we really wanted to trim down the price, we could probably make it like right. half the size. V was like, well, should I put less bacon? Like, no. I mean, it tastes fabulous like this. I Not think. less bacon. I no. Know, I know. Well, I think that that is like, a, there were situations yeah. where it's like, well, we got to figure this out. This is an obscene price that we would have to charge for this, whatever it is. Right. Um, but, that's, but in that scenario, it's like, the like you want it to taste like yeah. what you're eating. If I put any less bacon in it, then it would be a bacon like biscuit. It right. would be like a it wouldn't read as like a bacon, bacon forward yeah. item right. that I'm looking right. to get my right. Get so, my belly. So you gotta keep that so pricing. Pricing. Sit down once you come up with your recipe, sitting down, taking the time to price it out tweak it if you need to like can you adjust the ingredients do you need to adjust the sizing do you need to adjust how you're packaging it or if it's like a 12 pack or six pack or you're a cake you're slicing into 12 slices versus 10 slices or whatever think about the pricing the portion size the serving size and make sure that you can sell it for the price that you need to to make the margin that you need to make yeah um so pricing is really important when you're thinking about your menu planning the other component of pricing, which is important to think about, is your overall product mix. So yes, you have to price every individual recipe, but also thinking about your overall product mix and how your margin overall looks. So some of your items are going to be more costly for you to make. Some of them are going to be more affordable and reasonable for you to make, and there needs to be a balance so that you are able to hit your numbers. And some things might be more labor-intensive. Right. Some things are sort of just like you can get it together, you can crank it, you can really scale it. So, you know, it's a, it's a mix. Having, sure. Having a balance there. And we do try and keep everything within a certain range. So like some things might be on the higher end of the range, but I would say for the most, like pretty much across the board, everything is within this range that we shoot for, but some yeah. things are at the higher end and some things are at the lower. And I try to keep in mind too, like what would be reasonable for somebody to, if they're like heading into work and they want a coffee and a pastry, mm -hmm. are they really going to be dropping like 18 bucks every right. morning on that? Mm -hmm. Or are they more looking for something in like the six to $10 range right. all in, you know? So kind of thinking about what are, how are people going to be buying this? What does that look like? What is the average ticket value? All of that goes into consideration when you're thinking about your menu, the pricing discussion. So obviously Molly and I are big on pricing. We have lots of courses about pricing, but when it comes to menu planning, very, very important to consider the financial side of it and mm -hmm. how you're going to make money on this gorgeous pastry that you're making. Yes, absolutely. Next tip would be your team. Yes. You need to think about who is going to be making this product. Is it only you? Or do you have enough staff to produce this? If you need to sell X amount per week to make money on it, do you have enough people to produce it? Who's going to be baking it off at what time? Does it need to be out at a certain time every morning? Or you know, do you have the right people to make this product consistently? I yeah. 
Yeah. And if you are solo or if, you know, you're just starting out thinking about the balance of product, going back to like your, your product mix, think about if you're adding a new menu item, how does this fit into the overall scope of everything you're baking? If you're doing a bake off for the farmer's market in the morning, do you really have time to do 10 super complex labor intensive things? Is there anything you can do in advance? Is there somebody you need to bring in to help you package everything? Um, this again came up with the savory menu. It's very much like we oh our new savory yes menu. we had to hire a savory chef and he's wonderful. But myself and our kitchen manager were trying to throw together hand pie fillings and quiche fillings, and it got to the point where like we see that we're making money on this stuff. We see that there is the capacity to sell more, mm-hmm. but. We're maxed out. We yeah. don't have any more time to do this. Neither of us have the time consistently to be able to produce this stuff. Now it's time to bring somebody on that can take us to the next level and and take our menu, our savory menu, to the next level. Right. Um. And we've seen like a marked increase in sales since rolling out the savory menu. So he, you know, a, a personnel issue basically. Yeah. Who's going to make it? Right. And. Maybe thinking outside the box, especially if your team is really small or you're just getting started, is there an opportunity for somebody? Molly was saying, we finally got to the point where we had to hire a dedicated savory chef. Years later, to be clear, this was like years in the making. But in the meantime, is somebody like cross-trained to do multiple things? Is there an opportunity to utilize somebody's skill set in a a way you're maybe not thinking of? Can you outsource it? Is there a a butcher nearby that would be willing to make the fillings for you. That's like a cost-effective way. Or is there someone you could partner with locally to help you make some portion of this? Yeah. When I was in college, I worked at a bakery in the city and he did a lot of the stuff himself, but his wedding cake specifically, one day a week, he had a guy come in and decorate all the wedding Mm -hmm. cakes. And he, I don't believe... No, he wasn't an employee of the bakery. He was like a contractor. Mm -hmm. So he would keep a portion of the sales from whatever cake he would decorate, especially if he brought in the business himself. But it was sort of a, a good opportunity for both sides mm-hmm. because the owner of the shop got to offer wedding cake, right? but he didn't have to take on the that entire process. Project. He would like bake the cake and then this guy would come in and like assemble and decorate yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Thinking, same goes for like cookie decorating. Is there a hundred percent? If you're a bakery operating during the during the day and you don't have anyone working at night, you'd love to offer you know decorated cookies. You bake the cookies during the day, and someone comes in the evening and decorates mm-hmm. them. Like when there's more space, it might be cooler in there. Yeah, it's like quiet. You know, there m- might open up other opportunities for you to hire somebody who is only available in the evenings, like a student or, or a yeah. mom or what, whatever. You or know. has like a lot more training than you yourself would be able to offer them or right. they have specialized in this for years and it would bring your company yeah. to like a higher level. Like this, this is higher than what I would be able to do myself. I'm going to have this person be a contractor for me and they're going to bring my company up to this like yeah. level. So thinking through like, what are your current, what does your current team look like? What could you do menu wise with your current team? But then if there is really something you're dreaming of or your customers are asking for, thinking through your team, who could you add to the team? How could you like think creatively about what your team looks like in order to build a menu that you're really proud of and that your customers are excited mm-hmm. about? 
So the next item on our list that we want to talk about when it comes to menu planning is your space and your storage and especially refrigeration. Yes. We think through this all the time. Refrigeration is always hard to come by at the shop. The fridge, the coolers are always full or, you know, in the summertime, the coolers are always did we not just have we need a heat this this morning? Right. Too? Like, <laughs> we need another refrigerator. Daydreaming that we need another stand up cooler. Just make sure that whatever menu you come up with, that you have enough space to store it, you have the correct containers to store it, that everything is going to be held at appropriate temperatures. That's definitely something that is just an ongoing issue at our shop. There is nothing. I think like everybody's shop. Right. Everybody yes. who owns a bakery would probably yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. I mean, there's. Just make sure you are aware of that and are rotating your stock and keeping yeah. everything first in, first outed. Right. And consolidated. We talk about this a lot at the holidays too. Like when we're coming up with our holiday menu, if if we're writing it down and we realize like, oh, uh, darn, everything in the darn. put on the menu <laughs> needs to go in the refrigerator. Right. From a storage standpoint, is that really going to work? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to put some things on the menu that are more shelf stable that right. don't Need to go in the fridge. Do we need to have bakers again coming in through the 24 hours? Right. Yeah. How can we work a schedule around this? Thinking on your toes, making sure you keep all the balls in the air. Um, Right. And then how you're going to display it too. Mm -hmm. Once it's packaged for sale, thinking through your space. Do you have a display cooler? Do you have a dry case? Do you have shelving that you're going to display nicely packaged cookies on or boxed pies or whatever? Like, Thinking through your space, your storage in the kitchen, but also how it's going to be retailed and sold. Absolutely. Definitely important to think through that stuff when you're menu planning. That's a good tip. Another tip we thought was important to throw out there is what scales. Yeah. We've talked so far in this episode about cakes, about decorated cookies. Mm -hmm. Those are not necessarily items that are easy to scale up. Right. Also, probably a reason why they typically sell for more money Mm -hmm. um, because they're very labor intensive. It's hard to scale and then it can be tough to make money on them because you have to make a lot of them in order to, you know, increase your revenue. Right. So think through if you're going to offer, for example, like decorated sugar cookies, can you balance that with baking something that's easier to produce and sell, like sheet cakes or brownies or, scoop and bake cookies or something or is it scalable in a different product way if can i produce Mm. this in a different way to scale it so like i'm making it a certain way now but is there some sort of machine or special tool that i can purchase to scale this if i find that i'm making money and it's selling like how can i you know is there a way to yeah make more of it yeah It's a really good consideration. There's a gal, man, I feel really bad that I'm not going to remember her name off the top of my head. But I think of it, we'll put it in the show notes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll look look up her name and I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, she's in our coaching group and she owns a company where she primarily makes biscuits. And she makes a ton of biscuits. I mean, like I was pretty impressed when she was telling me about her company. But that's an example of something that really scales. She can just crank them out like crazy. Mm -hmm. She's somewhere in the South, maybe in 
in Georgia, but biscuits are like a thing, the thing. down there. Oh, yeah. So she just like cranks out these crazy good biscuits and that scales. It's, yes. It's easy to scale. She actually does them wholesale. I always t- tell people like be wary of what you're offering for wholesale. Make sure it's something that you can scale up easily because you're going to be making a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A bit something like a biscuit scales better than something like a decorated sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have a balance when you are thinking about your menu. Yes. And our last tip when it comes to menu, well, not our last, but we, you know, we don't want to go. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap this up here. Maybe this should have been the first tip, but something important to keep in mind. What do you like to make? Are you going to make yourself like your life a living hell if you're doing a million of this thing that you hate making? Like, don't. The whole, I mean, nobody's doing this. I mean, Generally, we're not doing this to become millionaires. We're trying to do something that we love, that we enjoy, enjoy, um, makes us smile. So what, I mean, like, what do you like to do? Right. Do what you love. This is the reason that Molly refuses to put cake on the menu. Even though I love cake, Molly doesn't like to bake I mean, cake. I would rather eat pie. I think, I think thinking about a sheet cake, though. Ooh, I go for like, dude, a I wear of like chocolate sheet cake with like, Vanilla frost. Heck yes. We've been at this for almost 10 years. I've been begging you for a freaking cake. Maybe I'll make one just for fun. I would love if you would make cake, but it's important. Then again, it's important to make what you like. Right. And if something makes you miserable, you shouldn't like have to, to make cake. It. I like to eat cake, but I just don't like to make cake. My hands shake. I'm the decorator. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to you should be drinking so much coffee. Maybe that's the problem, kiddo. I'm a ball of nerves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. Take a deep breath. Right. What would Mel Robbins say? What would Mel Robbins say? Shout out to Mel Robbins. All right. So those are our our men. Maybe Mel Robbins will come out of your podcast. So you would die. I would die. That's when we, in episode one, when we talked about our dream guests. Dana, for sure. You said Dana. You should have said Mel Robbins. I need to to throw that out into the universe. Mel, if you're listening, (laughs) she's not listening. She's not. She's yeah. definitely not listening. Oh, yeah. But if you are, Mel, we love you. DM me. <laughs> okay, those are our best menu planning tips. Think about your pricing, your team, your space and storage, scalability, and what you like to make. If you would like to continue the discussion, head on over to the Facebook group. We would love to chat more about what you think about menu planning and what goes into that for you and your business. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kitchen Notes. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so that you can listen in again next week. And if you appreciated the show, jump over to iTunes and give us a rating or review. It really helps make it possible for us to continue sharing helpful bakery content with you all. And for more information about starting and running a profitable bakery business, visit bakerybusinessacademy.com. Talk to you next week.